This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. Another episode, we're alive, we're taking a deep breath because God Almighty the Creator has given us this ability to breathe for the heart to pump. He's given us so many favors that you cannot enumerate all the blessings that He's given us. Shouldn't we be thankful and grateful? So when you've acknowledged that there's nothing worthy of worship except the one who created creation. I'm going to worship the Creator and not His creation. And then you have to prove it by action and one of the first actions after you submitted in this testimony, there's nothing worthy of worship. Allah, the creator of the heavens and earth, Muhammad is the last and final messenger. The same way if you were living during Jesus' time, you would accept him as a mighty messenger. Nowhere did he ever claim, say, propagate that he was God, son of God, none of these things. He was calling people to worship God. So after that, they called the people to pray to God, to establish the five daily prayers in their lives as Muslims. So can you be a Muslim? Can you be one who is submitted to the will of God? If you're not connected to God through the five daily prayers, we're going to have our next guest answer this question. We come back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Dean, the Dean Show. This is the Dean Show. This is the Dean, this is the Dean Show. Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. Alaikum salam How are you? Very good. Sheikh Nasser, how's it going? It's going real good. Good to have you on the show. It's my pleasure to be here. Got a nice grip there. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Kung Fu Master? No, Kung Fu grip? It's the Southern Texas grip. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you for being with us on the Dean Show. It's my pleasure. Really admired Dean Show and your work for a very long time. My younger brother Abdullah is a huge fan of the show and watches it all the time. And... You know, I, I had a little story to share with you. Please, go ahead. Um, a couple of summers ago, three summers ago, I visited Vermont. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one masjid in the whole state of Vermont. Uh, the Juma congregation, the Friday sermon, the Friday prayer, is probably about 70 people at the most. Really small community. And um, so I went out there to give some lectures, do some programs. I met a young man, an Albanian young man. And um, he was... He was really struggling, a lot of challenges. Um, they had literally um, seen their own father killed before their own eyes, uh, him and his two older brothers. And they came here, they were basically living here on their own, working like, you know, some type of a night shift, like a janitor job somewhere, um, just trying to get by. And unfortunately, they'd fallen into a lot of bad stuff. They were drinking and partying and gambling and doing all this stuff. And the youngest brother, who's probably you know, 18 years old, 19 years old, right out of high school, he said that one day he was searching for something. I think on YouTube he was searching for something about music. And you must have done an episode about something in regards to related to music. And it showed up in some of the related videos. And he clicked it and started watching it. And he said he got hooked. 
He said he did not leave the computer for like two days. He just kept coming back, kept coming back and just watching. He said he saw every single episode that you had ever recorded. And he said it changed his life. And um, I didn't even know you back then. Um, he introduced me to the Dean Show, but he just said, Do you know Brother Eddie? Do you know Brother Eddie? I said, I don't know Brother Eddie. And um, he showed me the show and, you know, uh, I just wanted to let you know that there's, uh, I, hopefully, inshallah, he'll watch this episode as well. But there's lots of people out there like that that have really benefited. So may Allah bless you and reward you and accept this blessed effort. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. All praise to the creator of the heavens and earth who's given us this ability to be here. And inshallah, God willing, <laughs> Inshallah, God willing that the creator of the heavens and earth accepts this from us. Amen. 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 So I'll, I'll fill some of the silence. You know, you, you interview everybody. I know you've made a movie. Um, there's a movie. There's, I have yet to get the pleasure to watch it. Inshallah, I intend to, God willing. But um, So I want to watch it. But I've... Uh, you know, I don't know if the local Dallas folks have gotten to, uh, and some of the folks in my community have gotten to know enough about you yet. So from, I hear on really reliable sources that you're pretty nasty when it, like, if you get in the ring with Brother Eddie, he could tear you up pretty bad. That's, that's what I hear. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah, the creator of the heavens and earth has given me this ability that, you know, um, uh, I've, I've excelled in this sport, Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's right. But before that, you know, going through life, you know, basically blinded by mm. the delights and the tantalizations of this life, mm. you know, and I got to experience that life of the days of ignorance, mm. and then you taste the sweetness of Iman, you taste the sweetness of Islam. It's a game changer. So, exactly. So I, I investigated many of the different ways of life that were out there, mm. but Islam provided the proof and the evidence that it was the truth from the Creator of the heavens and earth. Right after that, I found out, hey, the Creator, He wants to be worshipped alone, mm. no partners next to Him, mm -hmm. worshipping God alone without any associations, and then you establish the prayer. I got hooked up with that, That's and it. I didn't leave that. Alhamdulillah, since that time, I have not missed a salat. So Allah we want Allah. to help those who are out there who might not know. They say, you know, I'm a Muslim, but they didn't know they have to pray. After the show, we don't want anyone to have an excuse on why they're not prostrating and thanking the one who gave us so many of these blessings. Hmm. You specialize in this topic, is this right? This is one that you love talking about? Yeah, I, I've traveled around the country for the last three years uh, teaching a class, a course, a workshop where I go through not only how we pray, but why we pray. And what are we saying when we're praying? Uh, and it's been a real pleasure. I've probably interacted with close to about you know, seven, eight thousand people um, all across the country um, just talking about this topic of prayer. And it's, it's really interesting. Um, one of the things that you just said, you know, um, when you were searching for truth and you said that, you know, uh, of course Islam was, was a no-brainer. It was automatic. You knew Islam was meant for you when you came across it. One of the things about the prayer in Islam that makes Islam so beautiful, so unique, and makes the prayer such an important part of our faith and our religion is that it adds the practicality to our faith. It becomes something practical. It's not just theoretical, but it's practical. It's implemented on a daily basis. It's something you interact with. It's something that you, 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 sing, you, know, you roll up your sleeves and you, you just dig into. And you feel it. So it's not just something you talk, about, you talk about or you think about, but it's something you do. 
And, and that a lot of times is something that's really, really um, life-changing for a lot of people. Because when we talk about, when people try to figure out the purpose of life and why they exist, there's a lot of fancy talk and there's a lot of philosophical, you know, exchange of ideas. But Islam brings a practicality through the prayer. What I always tell people is, the, our five times daily prayer is faith manifest. It's faith manifest. It's manifesting itself. So you say, this is what I believe, but you're showing that that's what you believe. And, and you hit the nail on the head when, when you say that, you know, the question a lot of times that comes up, well, you know, could, can you be Muslim and not pray? Right? That's a common question. Yes. Can you be Muslim and not pray? Uh, well, what kind of a Muslim would not pray? Uh, I think that the dialogue needs to change. Mm-hmm. We need to be asking the question to make people think in this manner, why don't you want to pray? Yes, yes. Why don't you want to pray? You mentioned about blessings. I mean, think about all the blessings that we have of Allah. How blessed we are by Allah. And, and I mean, just take any one blessing for instance, any one blessing, random, uh, the ability to see. One unbelievable blessing of Allah. I mean, I, I wouldn't know what the sky looked like, what the trees looked like. I would have never seen the faces of my beautiful children if I didn't have the ability to see. Now, if I realize how truly blessed I am, you know, gratitude, it motivates you to do something about it. So, Brother Eddie, if, you know, I was in some really hard times. I lost my job, I lost my house, I lost everything. And you helped me out. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to God, you helped me out. You rolled up. You gave me some money, you gave me some cash, you gave me a place to stay, you let me borrow your car, you found me a job and everything. You hooked me up. If you call me a year later, asking for a little favor, hey, I'm at the airport, I need a ride to my house or something, before you even finish asking the question, I'm there. Don't go nowhere, I'm coming. Absolutely, yeah. I'm on my way. And when I come to pick you up, if you try to thank me, I'll be offended. No, 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 don't say thank you to me, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do something for you. And if you try to give me some gas money, when we reach your house, like here you go, here's a little something since you went to all this trouble, I'd be insulted. Like no man, after everything you did for me, you, I finally got a little opportunity to do something for you. Now the human being, Muslim, non-Muslim alike, has just got to take a minute of their time to sit down and think about how truly blessed they are by God. How a minute, much? A minute in life, just stop just chasing right all now. the material things and stop and think. That's it. Think. That's it. Like we're, we're about to go to a commercial break. During that commercial break, everybody watching, I want you to literally just sit down for that 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever the commercial break is. And I want you to close your eyes, remove the distractions, and just think about how blessed you are. Count your blessings. And then ask yourself the question, what are you willing to do to thank him for giving you all of that? That's right. You got your homework. We'll be right back. Think about it on The Dean Show. No problem. You can take my daughter to dinner, you and my daughter and me. Let me tell you something. It's natural. That's the idea. God created it. And he created us to have a good time. Mm -hmm. We should have a good time. Only with our wives, though. 
Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world and most of the converts are women, not men. They see that the rules of Islam, instead of constraining them, the rules set them free. Back here on the Dean Show and we're talking about the second pillar of Islam. Hmm. Islam has been there since time immemorial. First man, Absolutely. Adam, did Islam. Absolutely. Moses did Islam. Absolutely. Jesus did Islam. Absolutely. And Muhammad, peace be upon him, he's the final messenger. Absolutely. He taught and brought Islam, submission to the will of God. Mm -hmm. And after that, you agree what's in your very nature, that I want to worship the Creator, not His creation. Now the best of examples are the prophets mm. and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he's teaching us how to get close to God, right? Absolutely. So some people say, well, why does God want me to, this is one argument that some people, let's say, will say, why aren't you praying? Why does God need my prayer? I'm busy mm. at work. I got so much work to do. How, you know, why does God need this from me? And that's, that's a really, really valid question because somebody who's trying to wrap their head around it would have that question. Again, I'm going to flip the question around. Let's not ask ourselves whether God needs our prayers or not, because we know He doesn't. But let's ask the qu question whether we need to pray to God or not. I mean, you know, uh, I often give this example when trying to explain to people the practical role of prayer in their everyday lives. You know, we have these unbelievably awesome devices, these smartphones. But Eddie, you got, you got a smartphone? Mm -hmm. iPhone, nothing? Really? iPad. Oh, nice. Okay, there you go. Close enough. So, these little cool devices, you know, iPhone, Android, iPad, all these great devices, they're unbelievable. Yes. Oh, man, they do everything. You know, they, you can surf the web, you can check your email, book a flight, play video games, you know, and they make phone calls too, right? So, they do everything and anything. There's one problem with these devices. Anyone, regardless of what brand or model of device they have, they all have one universal complaint. Everybody who uses these devices, let's see if you can guess what it is. What is it? Battery life. Mm. Because they're so awesome, because they're so multifunctional, because they're doing 18 things at the same time, battery runs out like this. They need to recharge. All the time. All the time. That's why, like, I'll talk about an iPhone, because I have an iPhone. Like, iPhone users, they have chargers everywhere. They have a charger by their bed, they have a charger in the kitchen, they have a charger in the bathroom, they have a, bath uh, they have a charger in, the, in their car. You know, I'm pretty sure sisters walking around with chargers in their purse. I got a charger in my backpack. Chargers everywhere. And so you got to always keep charging. You got to keep recharging. It's very multifunctional. It's a really awesome device. It can do a lot. It's awesome. But it's just, the charge runs out. So you got to recharge. Well, the human being is the best of God's creation. He's amazing. This human being is an amazing creation, capable of so much. I mean, look at the earth, look at the world that we live in. But there's a problem. That battery runs out. That, that capacity withers. I was actually talking to a couple of physicians yesterday, uh, one of them who's a psychiatrist, and he was kind of talking about some research about willpower and, you know, uh, talking about mental fatigue and things like that. And he was actually commenting on the same thing that, you know, if, if mentally you become fatigued, then the entire body, everything else that you're capable of, emotional, mental fatigue leads can lead to a big, strong, healthy human being becoming completely worthless. So that emotional, mental fatigue, spiritual fatigue, and that's life. I mean, look at the terms that we got, you know, road rage, 
frustrated, nervous, anxious, angry, upset, tired, exhausted, fatigued. There's wear and tear. We go to work, it's the grind. We're driving home from work, it's a grind. Taking care of the kids at home, it's a grind. So the human being keeps wearing down, wearing down, wearing down. Well then what's our charge? Where can I plug in to get my, re my recharge? Charge my battery back up. And that's our prayer. That's the prayer. That's the prayer. Because when we pray, see that's the thing I think we all miss the boat on. When we stand up and we pray, we're talking to Allah. And the most remarkable thing, the thing that personally for me changed my life, was that we have a prophetic tradition, it's actually called a sacred tradition, mm -hmm. Hadith Qudsi, where the Prophet tells us what God has said, in those exact words. And he tells us that when the slave, when the human being, the creation, stands up and prays to the Creator, and he recites Surah Al-Fatiha, the first opening chapter of the Qur'an, the holy text, at that time, for every verse that we read, God responds to every single verse. So it, not only is it that we are talking to God when we pray, but He's responding back to us, we're having a conversation with God when we pray. You know, you know if you're having a tough day, you know, everyone's got somebody in their life you talk to when you're having a tough day. You know, I'll, I'll talk to my wife, it's just kind of unloading, kind of helps me deal with what's going on. Imagine talking to God at a minimum of five times a day. Minimum. Minimum of five times a day. Like, your burdens are gone. What else do you have to worry about? It's, it's the most unbelievable feeling. Mm -hmm. And so, your question was, why does God need me to pray to Him? No, 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 no. I need to pray to God. I need this prayer. This prayer is a gift. It's not a burden. It's not an obligation. It's not, you know, something that's forced on me. It's a gift, a treasure, and an opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that a lot of the audience that watches the Dean Show, and, and um, I, I want to emphasize one thing about the prayer. The prayer, how we pray it. You know, we, 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 the timings are very specific that we pray five times a day. But even the format of how we pray. You know, somebody who's watching this uh, video, maybe they've seen a Muslim praying somewhere, and they see them kind of like doing these awkward movements and putting their head on the ground and all these different things and trying to figure out what's going on. Something remarkable that our tradition teaches us, the sacred tradition that was given to all the prophets, all the messengers teaches us, that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, he prayed. But the Qur'an is telling us that Jesus, peace be upon him, he also prayed. In chapter number 19, Surah 19, Surah Maryam, that's named after his mother Mary, it actually says, وَأَوْصَانِي بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ مَا دُمْتُ حَيَّةً My Lord has commanded me to pray as long as I'm alive. Ishmael, the son of Abraham, peace be upon them, Prophet of God, he prayed. Not only would he pray, but the narration, uh, the, the verse actually says, Not only would he pray, he would tell his family to pray with him. He'd tell his family to pray with him. It talks about Abraham praying. It talks about Mary, the mother of Jesus, being told by God to pray. So every single prophet from the beginning of time has prayed. So when we pray, we're following in the footsteps of not only our beloved prophet, 
but in the footsteps of all the prophets. All the prophets. All, every single That's one. That's the same of them. tradition. Every single one. Of Jesus them. fell on his face and prayed. Moses, Abraham, and the last and final messenger sent to mankind, Prophet Muhammad. Absolutely. We're not making up anything new. Nothing new. This is the original way. That's it. Is the highway that leads to leads to paradise. Absolutely. I know that for myself. Before we go to break when I was submitting to the Creator and all the wonderful things that He wants us to do and I started to pray, I know that some of the things weren't right. I know I was in places I shouldn't have been. This was in the beginning stages, mm. but I was still connected. Mm. I'd leave and go in the car to pray when the time was to pray, go back in a place I shouldn't be. But the more I was connected with the Creator, the more it established that consciousness of God, of Allah in my life, and I started to slowly clean up. It was like a medicine you were taking, and little by little, all these bad habits, the more you started to think of Allah, the more you started to remember Him through the prayer, you didn't like a lot of these places, these things that you were doing, you start to live a good organic life. And I'll tell you something else, because that's beautiful what you just told us. You know why? Because that prayer can be your anchor. Mm -hmm. So a storm came in your life, and it drifted your boat a little bit off the dock. But your anchor was there, holding you back. And when the storm settled, it brought you back home. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more. We're talking about the prayer, connecting with the Creator. Through the prayer, get plugged in with the Salah, with the prayer. We'll be right back. And if we're going to worship something, I figured I might as well worship the Creator instead of any of the creations. Now, in, upon investigating all the religions, I remember finding out the meaning of what Islam is, what a Muslim is. Those who surrender their self to God is a Muslim. Those who surrender, submit to God, God's will. That is it. Islam was pure. It was just, you just pray to God, your creator. Back here on the Dean Show, and we're discussing the second pillar of Islam. First is really, all of Islam is really easy to understand. It's clear, it's nothing esoteric where it mm -hmm. takes, you know, a lot of mental gymnastics to make it fit. Only one God, I'm going to worship Him alone. I'm going to obey the messenger that God sent. Prophet Muhammad is the last. And the prayer, we're not going to go too far into the charity and into the fasting and then the hajj, the five pillars. So. We want people to get hooked up with the second mm -hmm. pillar because people will come to you, I'm sure, and their lives are upside down. Yep. And then you'll ask them, I'm sure, you know, do you pray five times a day? Yep. The guy's like, or the girl's like, no. That's your answer. Is that, that is right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, I don't want to simpli like simplify uh, people's issues and or insult anyone who might have any problems. But, you know, we, we can only give an answer that was given to us by God and His Messenger. Mm -hmm. Peace and blessings be upon Him. So, and really the solution is right there. It's right there in front of us. That if you can just connect yourself back to God, you know there's a beautiful verse in the Qur'an that says, When somebody truly believes in God, when somebody reestablishes their faith, that relationship, 
with God, then He guides the rest of the way for them. He'll guide His heart. He'll guide their heart. So if we can just re-establish our connection to Allah, we can just start talking to Him on a daily basis, we can talk to Him morning and evening, He'll lead us the rest of the way there. We'll find our way home. And, and you know, uh, something really interesting, an issue that a lot of people have lost their way in regards to, in the Muslim community, non-Muslim community, all across the world today. Especially, I, I can talk about America, this is where I'm from. So in America, this is a really big issue. And that's the issue of the home and the family. You know, people's homes and families falling apart. The family unit, the family structures is falling apart at the seams. And there's something beautiful in the practice and the tradition of our Prophet. Peace and blessings be upon him. When he first started preaching and teaching the religion, the first one to accept the faith was his beloved wife Khadija. May God be pleased with her. The second person to accept the faith was actually his very, very younger cousin who was actually living with him at the time. His name was Ali. May Allah be pleased with him. And so it's kind of like a family, as a household. And they've all embraced the faith. You know what the first activity was that they would do together? They would pray together. They would pray. They would pray together. Mm -hmm. That's deep. They would pray together. We, we got problems. I go around the country uh, teaching a workshop, happiness in the home, everywhere I go. And what, one of the main things I tell people, you want to fix your family issues, you want to fix the home issues, you want to solidify your home base. You know, one of the best outlets you have, it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to, this kind of a negative uh, example, but killing two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. There ain't no killing going on over here, but to, to, to take care of two things at one time, to take care of two things at one time, prayer is that blessing. When you stand up and you pray, not only are you reestablishing your connection with God Almighty, but if you stood up and you prayed with your family, with your wife, with your kids, you reestablished your connection with your family, and as a family together, y'all reestablished y'all's connection with God Almighty. That's deep. Before we come to an end, we see that from the authentic text, mm. there is so much hope given, mm. encouragement through the prayer. You're connecting with the Creator. Your sins are being absolved from prayer to prayer, Absolutely. from the Juma to the Juma. And you'll see there's hope. I made a mistake, I run to the prayer. I need to call upon the one who hears all, sees all. I go to the prayer. Absolutely. But now, aren't there consequences where God Almighty, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the verbatim word of God, and the authentic hadith, isn't it true that now, you know, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he told us that what's the first thing that a person will be accountable for on the day of judgment? He said it's the prayer. And then he told us something really interesting that the first thing we'll be asked about is the prayer. And if that works out, if that goes smooth, everything else will go smooth. And if that doesn't work out... Bankrupt? We don't. Because it's a foundation. Yeah. So you build a beautiful building on a faulty foundation, and it falls, you only have yourself to blame. Last 30 seconds, what do you got to tell them now for those who they want to submit? They said, look, I want to get cleaned up before I pray. I don't feel like I'm, I, I'm worthy enough to pray. We have all these excuses. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for them? The advice that I have is take it out of being a ritual and make it a spiritual experience. Experience the prayer. Don't let it just be a ritual. 
Don't just go through the motions, read what you have to read. Make it an experience. In order to make it an experience, you might have to put in a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, but read and understand and educate yourself about what you're saying and what you read in your prayer, what does that mean? And internalize the meaning of that and then stand up and think about what you're reading, what you're saying to God, and engage in that conversation with Allah, with God, and it will change your life. Thank you very much. My pleasure. May God Almighty the Creator reward you. Amen. And again, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Dean Show. And don't, it doesn't matter how spiritually dirty you are, how many sins you've committed, and you feel like, how, how can I? How can I? How can I pray? Go ahead and make the wudu. Go ahead and clean yourself up and go ahead. Because when you make the prayer, you get spiritually cleaned up. That's what changes your life for the better. When you get connected with the Creator and the sins start to absolve and start to go away through the prayer. You get plugged in and you get hooked up with God Almighty through the prayer. Make the prayer. When we finish this show, go ahead and pray to God and ask God for forgiveness. The one who Jesus, Moses, Abraham, and the last and final messenger sent to mankind, they all pray to the one God. Not to the creation of God, but to the one Creator. And give us a call, 1-800-662-ISLAM. Operators are standing by. If you want to accept this beautiful way of life or you'd like to get the verbatim word of God, the Quran, anytime we're here, give us a call. We'll see you next time. Peace be unto you. I am not afraid to stand alone. I am not afraid to stand alone. If a lies by my side, I am not afraid to stand alone. I am not afraid to stand alone. If a lies by my side, I am not afraid to stand alone.